This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about the fear of unraveling truth. And what I mean by that is the fear that we have subconsciously or consciously of things that we've decided are limitations or reasons why we cannot do something, reasons why we can't feel something, we can't access something, we don't have connections that we need. Oftentimes we like to create stories around things that are holding us back from, you know, maybe achieving something that we want, feeling something we want, etc., and the yeah we have that fear understandably because once you start to pull at that thread which is truth sometimes you don't know how far it's going to unravel and how many other things you're going to realize are imagined imagined limitations that we set upon ourselves because to actually move closer to our truths it requires some huge transformation at times and we just want to make subtle adjustments but that's not necessarily in our control So our agenda for today's episode is first, just a personal update on my creative journey, some spiritual journeys of friends, a little story time. Then our second segment will be questions. I led a workshop for Ethel's Club, a New York City-based wellness and social space and digital workshop. And there were a lot of good questions that arose from there. And I want to readdress some of them and address some of the ones I didn't have time to answer on this episode and then our last segment will be a culture wreck. As always, I would love to share your creative journeys on this podcast. I think there's so many benefits from hearing from each other. I know that so many people in this community are seeking to feel more in community, and one way that we can truly heighten that is in hearing from each other. And so if you are willing and open it would be so appreciated if you share your creative journey update any challenges that you're facing you can keep yourself as anonymous i honestly really encourage and prefer that Um, and please exclude any strong identifiers you can leave me a voicemail to be shared on this podcast at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash message and i'll include that link in the show notes For a friend of mine who's going down a spiritual journey, we are connecting this week, and the parallels in our lives are pretty amazing. It's nice to have friends that you feel are very on path with you, which is very affirming to the soul. For her, about a year ago now, one of her imagined limitations was around her job. It was like, well, I have to have this job so that I can make enough money to pay my rent And then realizing, wait, why do I have to pay rent? If I, if I don't have this job, where would I be? Like, what would I want to be doing? Oh, I want to be traveling. So I don't really need to have a rent in an apartment in New York City to be traveling. So this imagined limitation of me having this job is just so that I don't get closer to the truth. And the truth is, 
I do want to travel. I actually want a freeness. I want to be more of a digital nomad. And there is just this very beautiful unfolding that we get to witness um, in ourselves and people in our lives when they start to recognize the stories that they tell themselves that are not necessarily true, but we do them so that we can maintain some sense of security, right? We don't know how far this unraveling is going to take us, right? It, what started as, oh, I just have to have this job to, you know, pay my rent. But then what opened up is, do I even want to be here? <laughs> and um, that's really intimidating to have, you know, a dramatic uprooting after many years and a given geographic place, for instance, etc. And so, yeah, humans are very migratory. So that's not like the most surprising thing that people are making geographic change. I think it's really intimidating, especially when it comes to being in relationships. If we don't want to see certain characteristics maybe of a partner that we don't love and we're never going to come to peace with and there's never going to be enough growth for it to be okay with us how do we communicate that how do we um leave that relationship so it applies in so many spaces and places it's a reoccurring thing that shows up but having the honesty with ourselves to actually see those truths to give them respect and let the growth and the process of unraveling take forth I believe is truly powerful. It's a process of shedding and it's intense. And it became very evident to me in doing this workshop for Ethel's Club. And so I'll get into the context of that um, right after this break. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So this week I led a workshop focused on cultivating our creativity and quieting our ego for Ethel's Club, which is a social and wellness membership club based here in New York City for people of color. And now that there's been this pandemic, they've taken all of their programming online. So if you're interested in finding a new community, definitely check them out. And yeah, the workshop I led was focused on yeah, quieting the ego, cultivating our creativity. At the end of the workshop, there were so many questions. This topic is related to creative wellness, but it was a bit more expansive. I want to give an overview because I think my perspective on creative wellness and its need has shifted and evolved since I started and more strongly advocating for it at the top of the year. So I'm going to cover a few questions that arose during the time and answer them. A lot of the questions that they had are questions that I've had are questions that I'm sure you've had. They're nice reminders and as this podcast is, it's always a reminder. A lot of the wisdom that exists is timeless. It always is going to be evergreen and we just need to be re-reminded of it. So I'm just going to cover three questions. The first question was, 
when you are a person who has many creative practices, this person loved fashion, loved dancing, loved um, so many other things, and but they kept thinking of great business ideas that they could do with them. How do we not turn everything creatively that we love into a business idea? I hugely related to this because I'm definitely a person who has so many creative ambitions and I needed to figure out which ones we hold sacred. There's so much power in holding certain creative practices for yourself as sacred. And that is the root of creative wellness. It's doing something for playfulness, for joy, for ease of mind, for our well-being. Not to monetize it, not to turn it into work, not to capitalize it on um, on it, but to relish in the joy that it brings us. And for me, that's definitely my go-tos have been dance and writing and journaling. And for you, depending on what your field of work is, maybe certain things that you do might overlap. So for instance, if you're a writer and you get so much pleasure from writing, maybe your creative wellness practice is a specific kind of writing. For instance, it's just creative fiction writing where you're for work doing a lot of nonfiction writing. And so holding space for ourselves, that's sacred, holding creative space for ourselves every single day to tune into nurturing creative things that bring us joy and keeping record of it is so valuable because it allows us to feel so expansive to feel the universe that can is contained within us that's always working to break through us sometimes we don't really want to fully see the extension of our joy we love to live in the world of obligation and expectations and things like that because there's also pleasure derived from that we can look at childhood upbringing and many people are socialized to serve right to make somebody happy maybe that's a parent maybe that's a grandparent maybe that's friends we want to be pleasing we get a lot of gratification from people externally gratifying us but there's so much power in deriving pleasure and deriving self-satisfaction from creation from sustaining creating for ourselves for nurturing ourselves, for tending to ourselves. It's a form of healing. It's a form of self-care. It's a form of expression. And that's why our creative wellness practices, our creative practices are so much a, yeah, so much a segue into our spirituality. Um, Once you start tapping into the expansiveness of the things that you can create on your own, then you're starting to scrape the surface of something that goes a lot deeper. So when it came to not making everything business. Just be intentional about what you're holding sacred. Second question. This person shared, I want to, you know, really collaborate with others. I want to make sure that we're consistently collaborating, though. I want to make sure I have a creative wellness practice that's in collaboration with others, and we're always keeping collaborative. And I appreciate this question because I tend to be such a uh, I guess like individualist, I always focus on like, how do I make something for myself first? How do I make something? And I have friends who are just like, let's focus on the we and let's start with the we. And I think even if you're more in that camp, it's so valuable to have something that's your own. The people that are amazing people to collaborate with people, 
with are people who are doing development on their own. Maybe development of their projects, development around their thinking, doing individual brainstorming, and then bringing that to the table. There's an amazing book called Quiet, um, and it's about the power of introverts because introverts are oftentimes very creative people because they take a lot of time doing introspection before bringing things to the table. And so when it comes to spaces of collaboration and group shared work, they're the ones who have are definitely down for meshing and molding and and working among others, but have also taken individual time to develop and cultivate original ideas that bring in a unique perspective. And so there's so much value to developing a creative wellness practice on your own, really understanding your tastes and your feelings and your opinions, and then bringing that to the table with folks that it's compatible with. I think oftentimes if you're in the other camp, you think of yourself as a completely blank slate. You're not coming in with anything. Um, and you're hoping that the molding of you two together forms something. Um, and I think that you are, you know, you are something, you can be something that's flexible and willing to change and expand and open your mind. But there's so much value to bringing something to the table as well. It's a situation of one plus one equals three. There's you as an individual, it's them as an individual, and there's the separate entity of what you create together. And yeah, ultimately collaboration can also become very on the rocks if you are feeling very dependent on another individual for all of your creative output. There's so much within you that deserves to be fostered and loves loved and expressed and so giving ourselves the time to collaborate individually as well as seeking opportunities to collaborate with others is the best mix most often and this last question that I answered I think is just so relevant to the unraveling of truth topic and just a general reminder that I always want to be reiterated on this podcast episode. So the question was really just that the person was exhausted. They're like, how do I fit in this creative wellness practice? Now I have another chore. I already have a nine to five job. I'm always making time to work out and eat well and all of these things and see friends. And it's like another thing to add to the mix. This sounds like, how do I balance it all? And what's what I appreciated about this is just... This is always going to be the theme. It's always going to be a juggling um, of our lives and things that we need to do versus things we want to do. But more often than not in most cultures, pleasure isn't taken very seriously, right? We take our jobs very seriously. I have to be at my job from nine to five. I have to do certain things. I have to show up for these people. Um, Is your happiness a priority in your life? You know, is your well-being a priority in your life? And also, I think very commonly, people are scared. And I've definitely felt scared. Like, what if I'm happy? What if I feel joy? What does that mean? And I think that's, you know, deeply the root of the starving artist. It's what's going to happen? How how can I exist? What kind of person am I going to be if I'm joyful, if I'm abundant and I'm not forced to do anything I I don't have to do things I don't I don't function out of that place I function by moving towards love not by for forced fear or fear of what I 
feel I need to do? How many fear-based decisions are we making against love-based decisions? Ultimately, in this case, it's interesting because this person deserves to feel good. You deserve to feel good. I deserve to feel good. We all deserve to feel good. And the only person that's going to really give us permission to feel good is ourselves. We have to take time and give ourselves permission to have fun, to have playfulness, to have 10 minutes of journaling each day, to have 10 minutes of dancing in the mirror, to have 10 minutes of sketch drawing or whatever you feel needs to come through you, to come out of you, to feel more expansive and to be re-reminded of the power that you contain. And the reason that, you know, we don't like to acknowledge this is because it's super intimidating. What if we do feel so much pleasure and what comes next? You know, maybe the job we realize like, maybe that job isn't super high priority. Maybe it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You know, maybe it just needs to be approached as a thing that you do, but your heart lies elsewhere. What does that bring up for people? This thing opens up when we start honoring ourselves. When we start honoring ourselves, we near a higher self and we start respecting ourselves. And as we respect ourselves, all the other people around us respect us more. By this person maybe saying to their boss, manager, hey, I can't work outside of this nine to five. Um, I need to come in late this day. Like I can't take on additional workload. I am holding time to work out and this is time to not contact me by holding boundaries, you know, which is a very intimidating thing, holding boundaries for ourselves, for our self-care, for our self-love. Then we communicate with the world. We communicate with others that we're deserving, that we're deserving of feeling good and we honor ourselves. Um, it's kind of just this interesting like symbiotic yeah, transformation that I continue to witness in people when they honor and respect themselves, the more that they are honored and respected by others because we deserve to live in a world where more people are prioritizing love and not just prioritizing fear and amplifying fear upon each other and within ourselves. So, yeah. The unraveling, the unraveling, and let's get into our culture wreck. So though today's episode maybe feels a little over the place, I do feel like it's a little all over the place. It is about an umbrella overarching topic around our imagined limitations and the fear that we have from unraveling the truth within us. Once we start recognizing the truth that we contain, the truth of our being, the truth that we see um, fit in the world, then we kind of start to transform as people and I think a really good example of someone who did this transformation is Patrice Cullors who's the founder of Black Lives Matter and she's an artist and she shared her story of being an artist on the latest Jay Shetty's On Purpose podcast the latest episode is called Patrice Cullors on how to use your art to heal your emotions and make an impact on the world I highly recommend this podcast episode because her story of being an artist, first and foremost, is not acknowledged enough. I think a lot of people know Patrice Cullors for Black Lives Matter, um, and the organization is doing so much activism that is actually very deeply rooted in honoring truth, being truthful, and restorative justice. So allowing our insights to come out, to come through is just kind of the, you know, just the foundation of activism. In this podcast episode, 
there's a lot of, um, you know, kind of like hinting at like, do art, activism, and politics mix? Uh, yeah, of course, everything is intersected at some point and can intersect. And Patrice is, yeah, just a really amazing example of a human being that's really embodying her truth through the expression of her art. And she's started as a fine artist and has moved into acting and directing and so many other facets of her art while also being the co-founder of Black Lives Matter and reforming a lot of the LA jails. On this episode she sits down and talks though about her artistic creative journey and a lot of her journey into activism had to do with the acknowledgement of the truth of abuse that she witnessed around her especially towards her own brother who was abused by the police. Once you start to acknowledge, you know, certain pains, certain traumas, the, the, you need to heal, not just yourself, but the community around you. There's so much light and love within you that's always working to escape. And we try to keep it contained because um, it's exhausting, <laughs> like thinking about Patrice Cullors and founding Black Lives Matter uh, and like massive organizations to create radical change in the world. Uh, That sounds very tiring. I just want to take a nap now. And no, the world uh, doesn't give us that option once we start to acknowledge the imagined limitations that we've put on ourselves. We try to create these containers so that we can be more easygoing and we can be and we can be. I think my example of that is like, I have this podcast. I'm not one-on-one coaching people which would for me be incredibly tiring and would be really difficult um so we all figure out what works best for us what our boundaries are what our limitations are etc um but know that that light deserves to escape and the intimidation and fear that you feel of actually sitting down and acknowledging what is true and what is not in our life is fair fear to have because what comes after is quite transformative. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. So grateful to be here for you always. If you've enjoyed these episodes, I highly appreciate you sharing it on social and telling a friend about the podcast so that we can find it. It also helps if you rate it and review wherever you're listening. I'm excited to hear your creative journeys. And again, the link for that is included in the show notes. It's anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash message. I'm on IG at Anisa Benitez. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You are no starving artist. I'm grateful to be learning and growing with you. Appreciate you.